0: From the Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness, but mostly just wallow in mediocrity, with your hosts Mike Porkville, and Craig oh, really <laughs> in, in your
1: neighborhood,
0: who going to call? Ghostbusters. Wait, not
1: pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening. I'm Mike. Uh, i'm craig we totally didn't rehearse that this is a this is a movie this is a podcast where we talk about movies Movies. we talk about movies uh that don't quite hit the mark that (laughs) are not quite on the ball and we try and figure out is what what is not quite there what is not well what didn't really work what what we could improve what would you what would you change if you were going to make it again and what would you change tonight we've given ourselves well we're making it hard for us really really hard uh, we're doing Ghostbusters, in case you couldn't tell. Uh, 1984 Ghostbusters. <laughs> 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 yeah, 1984. Oh, yeah, good point. Original 1984
0: Ghostbusters. So, um, not. We not gonna... may we may come back and do the the, the sequel. We've got a, or the sequels and Se- or, the or the remake, remake. Um, because we've got a um we're in a unique position where we've got somebody in our in our social circle who hadn't seen either film at the at the time of the release of the new mm. one. And there's a, there's an, there's an opportunity there
1: for us to bring them in. Right, but we'll talk about that. Well, I haven't seen the new one. Oh, well, so perfect opportunity I, yeah, I'd for be you as well. Interested to give that a crack as well, having having done this. So, um, Ghostbusters. Now, I I saw this uh, um, in when I was a kid in the yep. early nineties. Loved it. I, I saw the second half of it, or maybe the maybe the last thirty minutes or so. About like a year ago, I flipped onto it on TV, and I thought. Man, I don't remember this movie being this bad. Are you are you and,
0: confessing to having only seen this film possibly two and a half times?
1: Not often, yeah, something <laughs> like that. So I watched so I watched it again when we when we decided. I think
0: I've we, seen it two and a half times this
1: year. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it again when we decided we were gonna do it for this podcast. And it's it's fucking awesome this is yeah podcast over yeah thanks for tuning in folks Um, absolutely proven wrong yeah no this movie is tight as a drum yeah this is an amazing
0: film um so mike and i were obviously talking about this a little before we started recording um and this this film is the very very definition of lightning in a bottle you you would never capture it again Uh, and they tried they had the same cast come back um five years later or six years later to do ghostbusters 2 was it six years i think it was 1990 or 1991 it was a a, that is a long break it was a reasonable time uh, later was a long Um, break for a sequel all of the original cast return pretty much all of the behind the scenes um cast uh all, all the cast and crew return with a bigger budget with better with better technology and they produce a a shadow of what the original is um yeah. just proving that sometimes you know you can't just keep going back to the well again and again uh yeah ghostbusters 2 came out in oh 89 89 okay so five, years. five years later um okay. oh and the entire cast returned for a video game in the mid 2000s which is tied into this <laughs> which i played a video game a video game on ps3 and xbox 360 at the time right um all of the original cast including bill murray mm-hmm. lend their voice talents um and dan Aykroyd and mm-hmm. harold ramus write oh, a script shit. um for the game for the game and right. it's um uh, and it's a direct sequel to uh, ghostbusters and ghostbusters 2 okay yeah
1: so, so harold ramus and dan Aykroyd wrote this Dan Aykroyd wrote this. I think he wrote this
0: as a vehicle for him and John Belushi. Okay. Um, and John Belushi obviously died right. um, rather famously, if you hadn't realized. Um, so
1: this is, so uh, so so Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi, who, who were the Blues Brothers together. Yep. He wrote this as a vehicle for them. Okay. Um,
0: and that obviously... Who was, who was, so Belushi was presumably supposed to play Venkman. I presume he would have played Venkman. Yeah, he would have been Venkman. Oh, shit. Can you imagine that movie? Oh,
1: shit. I
0: personally don't think it works, but um, I don't think that would work at all. Um, But... Fuck yeah, it would work. You think so? Belushi, yeah. No man. way, Belushi. I think I think Belushi is is fun. I think he's a force of nature to be to be contended with. But he's not Bill Murray. He's exactly like Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know would he play it straight though? Would he? Or would he? Would he go all Bluto from? Um, would he go all Bluto from Animal House every chance he got?
1: No, man. He just he he played, He would play. He would play. Joliet Jake seducing um, Dana Barrett seducing no um, seducing Princess Leia's uh, um, actress in the sewer Carrie Carrie Fisher Fisher, seducing Carrie Fisher you you mean Carrie Fisher he points at a photo of Carrie Fisher on on the wall (laughs) you know he'd he'd be he'd be in the sewer pouring on the charm locusts please baby no he would would absolutely no he would have killed it he would have been great Bill Murray's
0: great Bill Murray's great. If you, Bill Murray's great in this. I think every time you think Bill Murray is great, you're thinking about Bill Murray in this and yeah. maybe Groundhog Day yeah. and everything else Bill Murray has been in has been pretty hot garbage. Um,
1: I, I'm making the big calls Oof. here. I'm making the really Oof. big calls here. Are we putting this on the internet?
0: Yeah. Have you seen uh, Lost in Translation? You want Bill Murray to be great in that, but no, it's a snooze fest. I said it first. Oh, snooze fest. Oh my God. Okay, that's going on the list. (laughs) Lost in translation. Lost in translation. I'm running it I haven't forgiven you, Sophia Coppola. I saw Godfather 3. Oh, you're a bad man. I I have zero regrets.
1: Okay. Um, Yeah. Um, So, uh, script, story. I
0: surely everyone's seen it but obviously the three um, three erstwhile um, ne'er-do- wells well actually one ne'er-do- well and two very very serious mm. um, academics very um, earnest very earnest academics um, bust up um, Peter Venkman's attempt to um, seduce a co-ed um, probably in one of the few parts of this film that maybe don't stand up today where he's attempting to seduce oh. a go ahead. <laughs> 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 wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're amazing at this. That's, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it is, it is funny that, that, that is Venkman's save the cat moment <laughs> is the fact that he is, he is su- seducing, or young, attempting to, to seducing a young student, a, a, a by, young co-ed, by pretending beautiful... that she has paranormal powers. <laughs> ESP. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Meanwhile, shocking the kid and then in the, the gag, the great gag where the kid actually gets it gets right, it right away and he slaps him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and, he, and that is put off, um, by, uh, them turning up to drag them away to the New York Public Library, where a free, a free, um, full, full floating um, apparition. apparition is to be found. Um, they go there where they meet Egon, um, and then they they meet a ghost in the um, basement of the New York Public Library, which is um, something
1: so that's the inciting incident. That's something they've been trying. You get the sense that they've been trying. They've been trying to, trying to do this, trying yeah. to do that for a long time, and it's it's worked in really well. Where you don't spend too much time uh you know with them while they're kind of down on their luck the script just swings straight into it and they are uh, they're working and they're excited and it gets you excited straight away yeah
0: yeah it's really well done um and then they um they've discovered they're being kicked out of their university because um their their methods are sloppy yeah uh, and their uh, and their conclusions are the worst popular tripe yeah um Remember when that actually got you fired from a job, Mike? When you when your conclusions <laughs> Cause you were the because you, <laughs> you were bad because <laughs> you were bad. At your, you're bad at your job. <laughs> you're bad at your job, and your opinions are oh. the worst popular threat. Isn't that it? Not not because I was seducing cowards. <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? That's what gets them fired—is not <laughs> seducing cowards. Being bad um, at your job. Anyway, just being bad at your job, um, and then uh, they decide yeah. to because. Thanks to these latest readings, we could really capture and indefinitely detain a ghost. Yeah,
1: so they go private. So they go private. They set up a business with a third mortgage. Um, you, you meet you meet um, you meet Dana and Lewis around this point. So they uh, they they are wish, neighbors in an apartment. Neighbors, neighbors in an apartment. Dana um, Sigoni Weaver and Lewis is, Tully. Um, Lewis Tully. Uh, Rick Moranis. Uh, interesting side note. So you mentioned that he was originally due to he was meant to be played John by John Candy. Candy. So um, for those of you who haven't seen Stripes,
0: John Candy is part of the original comedy crowd um, that you found um, uh, Harold Ramos, uh and Bill Murray, and um, all of those guys came out together with through uh, National Lampoon, I presume, in Saturday Night Live. And uh, he was originally meant to be Tully, but apparently he turned up to set. Um, and he had um, major differences of opinion of how the Tully character was to be played mm. um, and he apparently left citing creative differences.
1: No, I feel like that's that's more of a different movie than John Belushi as Venklin. That's downright weird having that, John Candy as Tully. I think John Candy is as Tully, like um, Rick
0: Moranis. Um, and for those of you who, who aren't privy to the inner workings of the uh, Craig and Mike podcast recording uh, facility, we've just done another rick moranis uh, movie uh, prior to this recording so it's really a rick moranis day yeah um, you're having a bit of a rick moranis day um but uh, i think he is he is charming and lovable in a very geeky way whereas um john candy is charming and lovable in a very different way and doesn't give anywhere
1: near that kind of energy and vibe that tully brings oh well the, the way that he the way that he hits on dana if it was if it was john candy doing that it would be well creepy but um he's, rick moranis he's a big dude he's a big, dude, he's a big dude and it'd be a little uncomfortable sigourney, sigourney weaver is you know, statuesque is the best way to describe yeah, her yeah she's an ex-fashion model alien alien came out just a few years earlier she could fucking tear <laughs> would, rick moranis in
0: it wouldn't even be a fight which is not
1: um, not to say that it's not creepy and it's not cool to be to be To be creeping on your neighbor like that. Creeping on on neighbors, even if they could fuck (laughs) you up.
0: At the same time, it's pretty adorable. He's clearly got a great scent of um, ears. And it's not that he does anything
1: kind of creepy, creepy to her. He just kind of (laughs) hounds her. (laughs) He's He's in in the hallway with her. He's not even even hounding her for for anything kind of physical. He just wants her to come to his party. He's definitely into her. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, he, trying to, he's trying to do it in an honourable way. He's not <laughs> sniffing her underwear or anything.
0: He does crawl out on the ledge outside her apartment to try and turn her television off. <laughs> 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 I thought you were home because the television was going and I thought someone would complain about it, So I went outside and tried to turn it off again. It ended up stuck on the ledge for three hours. Uh, but okay, I'll talk to you later.
1: So they, um, the so so they set up a the Ghostbusters set up a business. The they Ghostbusters, do. The Ghostbusters. Um, we will believe on, you on the back of um, on the back of Ray's mortgage. he sells his parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has three mortgages these days. Um, and um, <laughs> they set up they set up their business and for. For a while, it looks like it's not doing so well. Although, yeah. although even then, they don't they don't harp on that too long, and it's only you know. So the 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 first act ends with their so they hire a secretary, and it ends with her you know receiving the call that they've got one they've got a job to do yeah so
0: um dana's already turned up to the apartment turned up to the ghostbusters at this point because some paranormal activity has already been happening in her house yeah but they couldn't they can't find they can't find anything and and venkman goes around to the house and and there's that great uh again she's the all the men in her life so far that we've seen are, are pretty creepy because um she's got that line about um what's through there oh that's the bedroom but nothing happened in there and venkman's like oh what a crime uh, <laughs> um and uh he, he he professes his undying affection for her um in the apartment and she has to usher him out um yeah. and then they're sitting around the but a, table and and they're like this represents the last of the money
1: which that's is the, yeah that's yeah, right. which is the feast that, that um, completely out of the they're completely out of money, and they don't have any promising. Dana is their most promising client. Is their most promising lead? And, leap, and yeah. Venkman has been to her apartment and found nothing. Yeah, so and she's and not very promising. As proven to promising be pretty clients, creepy with it. So, so um, they get a call, and and they, so they go and do their first job. <laughs> and so the, the second act starts with them doing this job, the, which is at a hotel, the Sedgwick Hotel. And there's a really there's <laughs> something I never picked up on before, um, which is the the hotel. Um, the, the secretary, she's on the phone, Janine. She's on the phone. She's oh, yeah they'll be totally discreet <laughs> the entire the entire sequence it goes on for about 15 minutes as they completely destroy us I just love they'll
0: be discreet oh yes we're very discreet um, and, and, and they show, they show, up, show up, the up the sirens, sirens are going, going and Bankman and crowd walk through and they're like hands on hips like gunslingers yeah. It'd be okay got these, they're wearing these massive, massive things on their packs, backs and yep, yep.
1: They, they talk to talk to the talk to the guy <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys go to a costume party <laughs>
0: no we're exterminators. there's a cockroach that's some cockroach
1: who <laughs> <laughs> bite your head off man <laughs> you you think that's the end of the scene nope when he says that's some cockroach Bill Murray comes there, bite, bite your, your head off
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this movie is amazing and the, the guy who plays the um the concierge um he is freaking fantastic yeah um i i listened to a um a podcast um uh called um i was there too and it's this guy interviews people who are also in um who are in background parts and movies and they interview him um and uh, michael ensign is his name um and he is fantastic as that snooty sort of yeah you know um we've all there's always been talk of a ghost and yeah you know, yeah that, that faux English accent I think he's American but um yeah
1: he's fantastic that whole that whole bit is fantastic yeah um so on the back of on the back of catching this ghost they 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 become a huge success and there is a Cool, cool 80s montage. Uh, An obligatory 80s montage. Of of them appearing, you know, walking out of buildings, holding trapped ghosts and kind of appearing on the cover of magazines.
0: Omni, Omni Magazine, which was a personal favorite of mine in the 80s. Omni (laughs) Magazine. (laughs) Newsweek and Times, The Atlantic.
1: So at this, at this point, so about halfway through, about 42 minutes in, they, they, so they're clearly they're overwhelmed with the amount of Yeah, work. they're... Janine, Janine, the secretary, is overwhelmed and the Ghostbusters are all overwhelmed and you introduce a fourth Ghostbuster, Winston Deadpool. Zedmore, um, played by... Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson, thank you. Um, and so you learn a little bit through him, you learn a little bit more about the operation that they've set up. They've got a, a storage facility where they store the ghosts. The containment unit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and... We are then introduced, I think, to our human protagonist, um, which is Walter Peck. Um, antagonist. Antagonist, sorry. Yeah. Um, Walter Peck from the EPA. Um, and you know it's the 80s when the EPA are the bad guys. The <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> this is the Reagan 80s, apparently, where, where fuck the environment is the motto of the EPA.
1: <laughs> so, oh, I'm just here trying to protect the, the environment. environment. You're a bad man.
0: Rev up Bankman and let him loose. You're you're bad and you should feel bad. (laughs) Fucking heavy. William Atherton, man. What an actor. What a dude. So William Atherton, um, if if you don't recall, he plays the reporter in Die Hard that everyone loves. Oh shit. Yeah, so he's he's a great actor. Um, but I think I think two film roles basically doomed him to a lifetime of being the asshole in movies and he plays it so well yeah um he's in an early spielberg movie called the jewel no not the jewel um sugarland express um he's the he's the the antagonist in that the protagonist in that okay um yeah yeah yeah. william atherton man um uh, yeah i bet you if he could go back and choose his films differently
1: he probably would um Mm. yeah um but yeah so we get the epa and there's a so there's a really nice run through the through the middle here the middle of the middle of the second act runs really nicely where the stakes go up so obviously they're really busy you introduce the Z more you get the sense of the stakes going up and the stakes in their business going up they're yep. bringing on staff the EPA guy comes in so you get this this new angle where there is mounting a, there is a new threat yeah mounting tensions new threat is introduced and then and then the shit with Dana starts getting more serious as well so um as she is she um, is actually um ab- so, so abducted at this point in her own house um,
0: bankman comes and meets her outside the symphony where you meet the other man in her life the the guy in the in the orchestra with her because she plays in, in the New, the New York Philharmonic yeah um and bankman tells her that they've done some digging on the the, the name that she gave him which was Gozer um and um, we have, uh, the, the, he's a Sumerian god, and um, he was a bad guy. Um, and she wants to know what he was doing in her refrigerator. Um, and they agree to go on a date. Mm. Yeah.
1: Oh, yes, 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 yes.
0: Um, and then that's... But then when she, she gets back to she her gets house her
1: to, to start getting ready for said
0: date. A lavish apartment, I might point out, overlooking Central Park. Uh, this yeah. is
1: clearly the 80s. <laughs> yeah, she's a very talented musician. Yeah, clearly. And so and, so, and it, she, she gets back for the date and it's the night of Lois' party as well. Yes. So Lois is having a party that he's desperate for her to go to and she brushes him off because she has a date. She has a date. And he's very disappointed. But at the same time, so both of their apartments are being kind of take mm. taken over they're being possessed
0: yeah we've established through some like intervening shots that there's clearly something spooky
1: about the apartment building they're in yeah um so she gets abducted in her kitchen and then the, so there's these two do, these two kind of gargoyles that have come to life and there is early on in the film there's some really nice foreshadowing with these gargoyles yeah with the feet focus, cracking focus and... on gargoyles and statues yes yeah. very um, creepy gothic it's, statues it's so so well done um and so these two these two dogs uh, that emerge out of these gargoyles are kind of... So one of them kind of possesses Dana. Dana. And then the other one... Uh, turns up at Lewis party. Turns up at party. Lewis's, Lewis's party. Oh, <laughs> and this, he, throws, he throws jackets on it. <laughs> maybe in a, in, a, in a film that is full of great lines leads to maybe the best line <laughs> in the film which is you hear this terrible howl from this dog and Lewis says, OK, who brought the dog? <laughs> <laughs> so he gets chased he gets chased out of the apartment it's a little bit pointless this kind of chase scene with Lewis but um, (laughs) I guess it gives you a nice no it gives
0: you that great scene where where he's being attacked outside that restaurant in Central Park um, and it's all glass walls and Lewis is outside screaming and the entire restaurant stops to look outside at what's happening and then go back to the party
1: (laughs) yeah it's it's, it's nice they cover it well the the main reason (laughs) is that he needs he and Dana need to be together in order for whatever to happen for the next stage to happen yeah she's the he's
0: she's the gatekeeper and he's the key master
1: so the the chase scene serves to get him away from Dana to separate otherwise otherwise he would get straight to dana and then the movie would be over um so um lewis gets pulled in by the cops and lewis he gets taken to the ghostbusters because they don't know what else to do with them they don't know what else to do with them Um, and at this point the the EPA guy shuts down he has been having been brushed off by um, Venkman Venkman, he comes back with his court order and he comes back and he shuts he shuts it down there's a very funny scene he's trying to convince this poor, Con tech- guy, poor yeah. technician he's trying to convince this technician to shut this thing down and there's a cop there as well and you get the sense that he just passes everybody off everywhere yeah he goes <laughs> you do your job there. I'll to... cop, cop absolutely gives him a gives him a bollocking
0: <laughs> no, he says uh, if these men interfere you have my permission to shoot them <laughs> <laughs> And the cop, the cop, not taking any of his noise, is like, you do your job, pencil neck, and I'll do mine. And the Con Edison yeah. guy is just like, Ugh. So, yeah, I've, I've, you,
1: it's so well done, because it's so funny, but it also tells you everything you need to know about the EPA guy, which is, it's not just that he's obnoxious to Venkman. Yeah, he's, he's just obnoxious not just to, to everyone. everyone. And, um, and just in case you, you you weren't against him and in favour of the Ghostbusters, here's another reason to be against him yeah. and in favour of the Ghostbusters 100% th- even this, this beat cop doesn't give him any respect doesn't, wa- doesn't want to have the time of day from him <laughs>
0: um, and, um, and so yeah the, the, the containment unit blows up all the ghosts that um, the Ghostbusters have been uh, round- rounding up and putting into storage mm. are now released
1: mm. back into New York so there's um, a cue another, another montage with yeah another short comical, montage yep. comical ghost scenes and, and, and the actual outcome of that, which has an impact on the story, is that they lose Lewis. Yep. Lewis who, gets who, away in the, um, in the confusion and maelstrom. Cue a, a blinking you'll
0: miss at Cameo at that point when the Ghostbusters building is blowing up from a Porn Superstar ron jeremy (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how he made it into this movie but i don't know how they missed him in the 80s hey is that ron jeremy hanging around over there (laughs) yeah put him in the shot put him in put him in what's the matter um he might invite us to some cool party later (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i I can't imagine why he was there but anyway
1: um so so he finds his way oh, oh the other obviously the other the other plot point here is that the ghostbusters get arrested get arrested um
0: it, William Atherton um sorry not William Atherton um Walter Peck um mm. implicates them the police arrest everybody um they're taken off to jail there's some exposition where they explain the building was built by a whack job who was trying to bring about the end of the world um Peter Bankman um goes mm-hmm. on to Um, have a lovely interaction with the other prisoners singing um, you better be good for goodness sakes (laughs) whoa (laughs) Um,
1: and um... oh and there's there's been a really cool scene earlier that we skipped over that you don't necessarily notice but it's a a scene between um, Ray Stans and Zedmore where they are they're driving and it's like one of the
0: very few things that Winston gets to do which is the he gets to bring um, Stans back to earth about um, Stans talks about revelations about the dead rising um, and we've been really busy and and, and, um, Zedmore uh, Winston points out um, what do you think we've been doing? The dead have been rising, or is that a fact? And, and that
1: spook stands, and to yeah. point out that hey, maybe this is an actual end of the world event. Um, you, kind of, you blink, you blink, and you miss that scene. But it's it's a, another another part of this really tight middle twenty minutes. Yeah, where every scene adds they, more. They do a really good job of escalating, ramps it yeah, up, it it really gets, ramps it escalates up, escalates it, escalates it. Where and pre- this before isn't... it was just it just just. Three guys chasing these kind of funny ghosts, but suddenly it introduces, oh, this shit's getting real now. Yeah, this is yeah. Actually, this There's is something some, going this on. This is some biblical
0: yeah. there's, b- business. There's something going on
1: in your neighborhood. <laughs> something <laughs> strange. Something strange. Um, it's it's very very well done. It's it very, is. It's very tight, but it, it never feels like that's what's being done. I think you. it's a,
0: like I could be wrong here, but I think the runtime of this movie is something like. Um, 105 minutes
1: yeah it's it's,
0: it's tight. super super tight yeah that's that's nothing
1: at all yeah so that so that containment the containment thing is shut down around 65 and that that's really that's where you that's your midpoint your turning point where you swing into your third act really yeah
0: an um, hour 45 this movie feels this movie feels two hours in length yeah it well when I think about it in my head it feels two hours in length this is an hour 45. Right.
1: Damn tight.
0: It is so tight. There's no there is zero fat in the, so in that film.
1: So your last thirty so they get hauled out of prison, they get hauled in front of the mayor alongside Pick. Walter Peck. Um and um long story short, the mayor sides with the Ghostbusters.
0: Oh, because the Ghostbusters point out that um if if they get if it gets um dragged into the dragged into the ninth level of hell, um, who cares? But yeah. if if they're right and they save the city That's a lot of registered voters you just saved. (laughs) (laughs) And the mayor agrees. Uh, But it's also got that great joke with um, uh, I Love It, which is, uh, Is this true? Yes, this is true. This man
1: has no dick. (laughs) (laughs) I watched this movie with my kids. And... (laughs) That was, that was one of the moments where I got a little bit uncomfortable. The other one was the, the point where Sigourney Weaver at the stage where she is um, possessed by Zool. Oh. She says to Bill Murray, I want you inside me. <laughs> but he's got the great comeback.
0: Oh. It feels like there's already two, uh, one of... Um feels like there's already a few yeah, people. Yeah, it's already a like, bit crowded, crowded in there already. It's already a bit crowded in there already.
1: He saved that one. I thought that was going to get pretty uncomfortable, but he, he pulls it away. Oh, I do have a couple of issues no, with that right. scene. It's we can right, circle kids. back it's on he's it. Just talk, he's just talking about it being possessed. <laughs> soft
0: that was a nice soft
1: pass there yeah well yeah you, yeah, you booted that it. one down the road a couple years. Yeah. Yeah, that one and the dickless <laughs> one i thought Whoa, yeah you've sh- got boys right they're six yeah. and seven they get yeah. it Like, oh that's
0: funny it's a dick joke <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so okay so the, the third act so they arrive at the they arrive at the building um, there's a lot of there's a lot of build up and there's a kind of there's a, again a really nice scene of that that you you kind of skip straight over it but it really serves it's an excellent way to build the tension where they arrive out front of the building and there's a crowd yeah and, and they're all chanting kind of and that the chanting there is Hasidic Jews who are praying and well there's um, all sorts of religions out yeah, there all, praying yeah, yeah yeah there's there's all sorts of stuff going on outside this building but and they, they're introduced to the to the
0: um, Archbishop of New York.
1: Oh, that's that's right. Yeah. While they're while they're talking to the mayor, the archbishop is there, and so they get they work they work the religion element in just just, just enough. enough, yeah, without trying to make any statement about religion being good or bad. Yeah, they just but work it's just it there. Say, Yeah, we acknowledge that if this was happening in the real world, there would be a religious element to it. Yeah, and, uh, uh, we'll and have them there. They even say enough.
0: that he says the Vatican's not taking a stance either way on this. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but they they don't loop it in and try and make a point to it.
1: They just say, Well, yeah, there it is. Yeah, it's there. They're acknowledging it in the world. It's done really nicely. Yeah. And then there's a scene so when they arrive at the at the building, there's this really cool scene where the part of the building starts to crack off and the, the street and the, cracks. The, the is... street cracks and they all fall into a hole in the street and then they pull them they pull themselves out. Crowd goes wild. And when they and the crowd goes wild. And then they go into the and, building. <laughs> Well, it's it's funny because when you when you look at that scene, you think, what does that scene do? If you, it ramps if you, it up. If you didn't, if you didn't have that scene, because essentially they they have no agency in it. Yeah, they fall into a hole and then they get out. But it ramps it up. It ramps it up. It's just it's just that little bit of oh. Oh, this is this is serious because the car falls in after. Yeah, that yeah, the cop car rolls while, in after. It. For a yeah. while, you you know, you don't know what's happened there, and they're out of sight, and all the crowd's kind of looking. And you get that, so you get that sense. It gives you the sense of how the crowd are behind them. Um, so and how they're, they're all of, descended
0: on this this part of New York as well. Clearly, this is where the shit is going down. Yeah, and yeah, and every oh, because it's, you get you get shots of the building with like the swirl of cloud around. Yeah, it. yeah. So
1: it's this just a really cool just. E- easy way that, that you, you'd look at it on paper and you'd think why is that there mm. but obviously Ivan Reitman um, and, yeah, and, and, and Harold Ramis and, and Dan Aykroyd they, they knew what they needed to do at this and point and the entire visual effects team they, yeah. they, they couldn't just come in and start kicking ass yeah they they just they just needed to be challenged a little bit and overcome it even if it was just they fall in the a hole, hole and yeah. then they climb out of the hole it's
0: kind of funny out. that modern films we get that and all that nuance is gone.
1: Well, I mean, and it's it's like it's Terminator 2's fault because the the last thirty minutes of that movie is just pounding action. Yeah, and it, it's all
0: building as well. Like mm. Everything is bigger and better and more intense than the last, yeah. and it just never relents. Um, yeah. but which that's James, James Cameron, which is which is, you know, is that's James Cameron. And I'm Cameron not all and I'm hating on that. That's no, not I'm at like, all. That's but, one of my yeah. favorite movies. But yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, but it's, Aliens is the same. The yeah. entire last thirty minutes of that is just. Up oh, complication, complication, yeah. complication, 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 and then you've got get away from her, you bitch, yeah. and it's just amazing.
1: It's but it, they, those movies they set the tone for third act, yeah, where the the action has to be just absolutely um, intense. Yeah, and you can't just have people falling in a hole and and have that be your first, Have that be your the first five minutes because this came out after act. Aliens,
0: didn't it? No. Or did aliens happen before this? Alien, aliens
1: must have been late eighties.
0: No, I think, I think, I think you'd be surprised. Oh, I, I lie. Aliens comes out two years after this. Yeah, okay. I apologize to okay. everyone.
1: So we're kind of both wrong there because it's not quite. You wouldn't quite call that late eighties. That's eighty six. That's eighty six.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: shit. Aliens was ahead of its time. Bro. Yeah, it really 86. was.
0: Eighty six. Yeah. Strong female protagonist. She she um, there's a hint of a love interest, but she doesn't get a man at the end of it. She doesn't need a man at the end of it. She gets a freaking daughter. That's what she gets. Son of a bitch, yeah, face. just James Cameron. Uh, like I can give him a lot of shit for a lot of things. I freaking love me some James Cameron, and I'll fucking hate him for the end of days for um, Avatar because oh, holy shit, that movie is just a whole sort of mess. Um, but goddamn, is Aliens not a fantastic
1: fucking movie? That is so good that's another one that's just tight beginning to end
0: oh and it's long and it never feels long and if you because the only version you can get these days is the is the you know the extended director's cut which includes a couple of extra scenes it adds like 14 minutes of scenes to an already long movie and it's just it's just it's long yeah but you know i I, i've watched it this year i think i watched it when um bill paxton died um and Mm. Uh, when, yeah, it's long, but it never feels long. Yeah. And it's just
1: amazing from beginning to end. Anyway, sidetrack. So, into the building and there is a nice, there is a nice, there's um, a gag. There's a, there's, a, there's a gag there where they walk into this building as these amazing heroes. Yeah. After you have this build up with yeah. the music and everything every, outside. Everyone's, all the hopes and dreams of chanting, the New Ghost York, rushers, York City rushers. riding on yep. them. And they're dragging their sorry <laughs> asses up these stairs. 46 flights of stairs. <laughs> these, these, Fat, out-of-shape scientists carrying these fucking proton Proton accelerators on their backs. (laughs) (laughs) Unlicensed nuclear accelerators. Trying to haul their (laughs) their butts up these flight of of stairs. It's really, really good. So nice. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you know, the gates of hell are being opened at the top. And they're like, oh, fuck, how much... How many more stairs are we got to get up?
0: <laughs> There's some. I think Beckman's got a line, um, probably an ad lib line about. Oh, good. Um, tell me when we get to this board and I'll throw up. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so they, so they, 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 they get up. They haven't. So um, the this god Goza, Gozer. Goza Gozer has. The, so they have the doors have been opened, and Goza has appeared and in the in the guise of a. Uh, 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 of a new wave, um, (laughs) stylist, Um, the, um, the Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters reach and they, they have a kind of showdown. They try and blast her a couple of times. She she evades them and she, she disappears. And then you hear this voice say, um, choose your doom. Um, and Venkman explains whatever they think of is going to be the thing that destroys them. And so they almost think of nothing. Yep. um and, and of course, famously, um, Stan's can't think of nothing, and, and so, and, so and he and thinks of Stay puff the Marshmallow Man. Stay Puft the Marshmallow Man, who brought him so much joy, <laughs> and how could Stay puff be evil? <laughs> <laughs> so they try and stay. So Stay puff kind of runs a mark through the through New York and starts climbing up the building to destroy them. They try blasting Stay Puft. and all they do is set him on all fire. They do is set him on fire and make him more terrifying. Yeah. And then they decide to do something that they have, that something that uh, established very early on. Something that you um, can't cross Speng- the has previously said you can't do, you can't cross the streams. And so they, he says, doing that is their only chance to, I don't know, save the world, reverse the polarity, and yeah, shoot the doors. The, or, the
0: doors swing both something. ways. There's oh, right. some some sciencey at, um, stance. Um, at, at this point, who gives a shit? Who cares? Um, we need something to close this film out. Yeah, we may as well be you know throwing a kitten through the gate yeah. at this point. But So
1: they, they they shoot the door. The door explodes. Stay puffer explodes. Everybody gets covered in marshmallow. It's hysterical. Except Venkman. Venkman. <laughs> except Venkman has
0: a stylistic little bit of of a marshmallow on his head. Everybody yeah. else is head to toe. <laughs> <laughs> um, the
1: um, Pick he Oh Peck gets, 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 gets he gets drowned dumped on he gets dumped on with marshmallow. Um so happy ending they save the day. They do um, movie over. Movie over. Oh Q Q Slamer
0: um, running at the, the screen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so she's she's tight. She's pretty tight. That's pretty good. It's a good movie. It's hard to hard to point it out. The only the only thing's um the only things that are kind of a little bit um, off about the film are, um, uh, I think you and I talked about this earlier, um, was the introduction of the Zedmore character. Yeah. Um, tell, me, tell me about Zedmore. So originally I think they wanted him to be Eddie Murphy, who would have been like the hottest property in town at that point. Shit, yeah. 84. Uh, 84. I think this is just after <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. Cop. Yeah, yeah, which was one of the biggest grossing films of that year. So they probably couldn't afford him or he, he was too busy. I'm not really quite sure, um, but they, they get in um, Ernie Hudson and Ernie Hudson is great. Um, I have zero issues with Ernie Hudson in this film. I just The whole character to me feels like last minute and tack on and I'm not even really
1: sure what the character serves. Um, yeah, he, he has, a, he has a, a bit of usefulness in that middle point with some exposition around the storage. So yeah, because they need to Spengler, explain it to somebody. Spengler shows him how the storage works around 46 minutes which needs to come up later on.
0: Yeah. Uh, and he also explains, um, how, um, they can see something on the horizon. Um, and, and he
1: gives the Twinkie analogy. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's right. He's there for the Twinkie. And, and as, as we mentioned, he has that really, that, um, um, really tight scene with, um, stance, stance in the, in the, in the actor as, the one. Drive, as Yeah. The driving. Yeah. That.
0: But I, I feel like that's one of the only criticisms so I have of this film is like, um, I kinda of want A I want that character to be there earlier and B I want that character to have more to do. Um, but but because that character turns up so late in the piece and because it is a, a person of color in that role, it really just it really it really feels like somebody in the '80s going, "Oh, we need our
1: token black character." Oh, you you don't you don't want to feel that way, do you? You really it? don't, but that's how it comes across. Yeah, so much is so much is pointing that way. And it, yeah, why can't, a, he, why can't he? can't be in there earlier? Why can't he be just? What, you,
0: that, you haven't seen the remake um, with with uh, the, the the most recent one, obviously, um, but they they do the. it's it's, they they don't handle it very well and they introduce the the black character he says with air quotes is um they're a subway token taking person they work in the subway Mm. and and it's not well handled at all and it just it's just it's messy
1: why can't he be why can't he be working or living in the you know living in the um, the fire station. Why can't they meet him? Meet him when they move into the fire station and bring him on board there. Yeah, why? What, why wait until forty two minutes through the movie to introduce your fourth Ghostbuster? Introduce your fourth Ghostbuster. and then he doesn't bring feature in any of the marketing. On. He's not on the poster. Yeah, that's weird as well. And
0: um, it, it, this is clearly this is clearly Bill Dan Aykroyd and Harold's film, and yeah. um, and the. The original poster has the three of them on the poster. Um, they're going to save the world, um, and he's not there at all. But he's one of
1: the Ghostbusters.
0: Yeah, it's it's really odd. It's a very it's a very strange thing. It's yeah. a very strange time.
1: It's it yeah it stands out. A it movie, really stands out And a movie that doesn't doesn't have many things that don't work. Yeah, or, or that you can't, or that don't fit. Yeah, him him appearing so late doesn't fit where it would be so easy to just not have that it, character it would be at so all. E- well, a to not have him at all. I see why they want him there.
0: Um, I mean, if I'm if I'm seriously cynical about it, what I what I see in this is somebody in Columbia Pictures going, "You you can't have an all white cast. This is eight. This is the eighties. We can't do that anymore." Well,
1: although, it's and then someone
0: coming along going, "You've got to put a character in." To meet this, to tick this box on a wall, um, and on a chart, and that's the cynical side of me. But...
1: You also, you one other thing you also pointed out is that the the female characters are, are oh not, yeah are not love tremendously strong. And, in, yeah, love interest and secretary. And a secretary. Yeah, and and no disrespect or a librarian. No, and those are the only female characters in this thing. No disrespect whatsoever to the the cast in those roles. Absolutely, not. they slay. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent.
0: Oh, yeah. Janine's one of my favorite things about this. Yeah. Um, Annie Potts is one of the best things in this film.
1: Yeah. Straight within within about ten seconds of, of seeing her on screen, you know everything you need to know yep. about her. Yeah. Oh, and in her first scene. So first scene so it's Venkman arriving, and he has an interchange with her, and Venkman, Venkman <laughs> disappears, my and then he kind of appears <laughs> from under, under the her desk. desk. <laughs> but it's completely <laughs> and then innocent and then
0: she's she's totally flirting she's totally trying it on really hard oh some people have told me I'm too intellectual <laughs> I'm like no one told you that Annie <laughs> he's <laughs> he oblivious deadpan again. absolutely he never smiles at all it. or when no. he does there's only like one or two times he does oh freaking harold and this is so good <laughs> he is because because both him and stan uh, both dan ackroyd and bill murray are so off the wall they're yeah. so out there and he is so deadpan the entire yeah. time <laughs> perfect straight man <laughs> I'm terrified beyond rational thought.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> straight,
0: god. Egon's gone bye bye. So <laughs> <straight>. <laughs> What have you got for us <laughs> next? <sense? laughs> <laughs> oh my god. There's so much to
1: love. Okay, so it's so it's 1984 in the movies. It's not doing great for uh, racial diversity. Oh, it's not, not do, at all. It's I not mean, it's, great for and it's not doing great for for gender
0: at all. Gender equality. No, yeah. it really isn't. Um, I guess it's the 80s. Uh, and you know what? Really, a um, uh, little known fact for those who don't know I me, mean, I, I used to be a smoker. Um, so smoking. Oh, so yeah, smoking these dogs These I dudes love chain their dirty smoke. Yeah. yeah. Um, Stance has perpetually got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Um, uh, everybody else is smoking. There's a scene where they all light up, um, yeah. and it's um, clearly after the time when you weren't allowed to overtly advertise, but you can quite clearly see at times they're smoking Lucky's and it's um, yeah. Lucky Strikes. It's 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 definitely of its time, um, and that's definitely a product placement, um, yeah, because they're all lighting up, they're doing their job, they've got a cigarette, yeah, it's.
1: I, I did speaking of product placement. I did notice early on something I really liked, which is that you, you do see stay puffed marshmallows.
0: Yeah, oh, which which is fun. That is uh, as far as I'm aware. That is a brand invented for the film. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's not a real brand oh, of marshmallow. Wow. Well, but you, to... it's so well integrated, and you're so yeah. you're so used to that product placement, you assume that you could at one point prior to this coming out by state dana
1: Dana has some in her kitchen
0: yeah with the when the eggs are popping out onto the counter great practical effect yeah Yeah. that's fantastic
1: yeah yeah no you assume
0: it's you assume it's um a real product do you know how they did that effect they i think they just had a hot plate on the table and so that and the eggs were already pre-cracked and they ejected them using an air compressor so um and so it's just it literally blows the egg out um and then obviously you cover up then, all the right. And then yeah, they, they I've coo- listened they to they cook on the hot plate. This DVD, I, I bought Ghostbusters on DVD when it first came out, and I I watched it religiously. I watched it so many times, and you can get the um the the directors sorry the um it has a uh, an audio a commentary track by Harold mm. Ramis, Ivan Reitman, and um, I forget the third guy. Um, I don't think it's Dan Aykroyd. Um, I could be wrong. But um, yeah, they talk some of the stuff they talk about there, and like how what they were doing when they were shooting this, and why they did that. It's hilarious. There's that scene, there's that scene where, when um, Dana gets when the chair comes to life and grabs her, and um, the chair mm. turns around and shoots her into the wall, and it's got that great foreshadowing of the wall with the light coming out, the light of mm. God behind the door. Mm. Um, and so that's a really old and it's a really cheap effect. Literally, it's just a big big stand light behind a door and you've made sure you've got enough of a gap around the door that you can get the light mm. captured coming through from behind the door. Um, and it was considered to be a cheap effect and they didn't want to do it. And then ultimately they decided Spielberg had done it a few years earlier <laughs> in, in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> and if Spielberg can do it,
1: <laughs> we can do it, <laughs> and so they did it,
0: and um, like that's the kind of filmmaking they were doing at the time, yeah. Or, like, that's the kind of people we were dealing with behind the scenes, yeah. Um, oh, and the Elmer Bernstein score, like the all that, yeah, all of that is amazing. Um, although they did, um, they did replace large chunks of the score with pop music, yeah. that they decided that they needed because it was the 80s and you couldn't do a movie like this without having a soundtrack, that yeah. with it. So, um, yeah,
1: some of that, some of the jolly kind of the score. Yeah, is so good when <laughs> they come out of when they come out of the, the library. Yeah, uh, yeah, so good, so
0: so good. Um, uh, and I, I, I just uh. so this movie's got a couple of a couple of issues, and I think they are all of their time. I, I, think if this movie were made again today, it would
1: be awful. Uh, it would just be a bad movie. Well, because... this movie was this movie has been made again. It was made again like a year ago, right? Uh,
0: a couple of years ago. So that's a I think we should, we, we could definitely do a podcast about that because I don't think you've seen it. No, no, that's right. And, um, and like we said earlier, um, Amy, my, my wife, um, hadn't seen either of them. And we went and saw the new one and then I made her watch the original one. And yeah. she has, she has some interesting hot takes on these films. Right. Um, and it's been a while now. We probably could talk about it without getting caught up in too much politic, politics around it. But yeah, they, they did remake it. But more importantly, they did do a sequel in '89, Ghostbusters 2, um, which is all of the same cast, all of the same mm. behind the scenes, with the exception of Elmer Bernstein. They don't. They get somebody else to do the score. They go with a more traditional Hollywood score. Mm. Um, and it's a shadow of this. This this film is clearly um lightning in a bottle it's never going to be done again um certainly not like this and and ivan reitman the director he um he obviously kept trying to make this movie again because he um he makes Evolution in the early two thousands.
1: Oh, I remember Evolution. Yeah,
0: and it's got Mulder, David Duchovny, um, and Orlando Jones and uh, Stifler. Yeah. Um, uh, Sean William Scott, I think yeah. his name is. Um, and that's clearly an attempt on a Ghostbusters style. Oh, uh, really? Action comedy, um, or sci-fi comedy or yeah. horror comedy, um, and it fails. He also does um, My Super Ex Girlfriend which is, um, uh, it's got Uma Thurman. Uh, He is... Owen Wilson? Owen Wilson or Luke Wilson. Owen Wilson. Um, And a bunch of other folk, um, uh, Anna Faris. And she, Mm. uh, Uma Thurman plays a superhero. Yeah. um, And Owen Wilson starts dating her and then they break up and she gets a bit stalkery. Um, And that, again, is an attempt on this style of film. We have... Um, so he's gone back to that well a bunch of times has Ivan yeah, Reitman but okay. never never successfully recreated it huh.
1: I do I, I do think a couple more things I think you could do with Ghostbusters to make it a little better oh yes I, f- I feel like the um Peck the Walter Peck f- character Walter Peck from the EPA so he's introduced just after Zedmore I feel like he, you know, I feel like he has the same problem where he, why isn't he in earlier? Right. Why isn't, why isn't he somehow involved with them getting turfed out of the university? Why don't you carry his, carry that antagonist through the whole movie? That makes it more satisfying at the end when he is undone. But they, they only introduce him halfway through. Yeah. He he could just as easily, they could just as easily be cut. He could be behind them being kicked out of the university, perfectly easily. One, you know, just, just he just keeps turning up. Just again, bung him, just bung him in the background of that scene. He doesn't need to do anything. Mm. Just put him in in the background. Have him, have him be the one who was driving that, driving that. Well, um, he could have been the one. He he by could the have been to kick them out. He could have been called into the um the
0: library um to. Um, investigate all the slime that was left around yeah. after these guys had come through. And then for him to go, Well, clearly this is left over from your staff. And then he turns up at the university and says, Yeah, the cleanup bill for the noxious fumes and, and residue that your guys left behind is in the tens of thousands. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and then the next thing you know, he's the reason they've been fired. Yeah,
1: so I, I guess they do that for pace. And we, we talked about the, the pace that they build early on being really good. And I yeah. guess, yeah, you'd maybe sacrifice for that by squeezing him in at the beginning it's just a, one more distraction maybe where you're really trying to build build in because you don't meet dana and lewis until 17 minutes in the entire first 17 minutes is just ray peter and egon mm. so they really are the meat and potatoes of this film. Oh, of course yeah. yeah um so i you know i can see why they did they didn't want to distract from them but i, I feel like that would have been a good inclusion to just Bring him in a little bit earlier. Just make make him a bit more of a thorn in their side. to make it really satisfying, William right, Atherton is
0: absolutely amazing in in that in the scenes he is in. He crushes every single second of screen time he's in. Yeah, yeah. I, I could I could handle a bit
1: more William Atherton in this film. Yeah. yeah. The only other thing, and and we touched on it a bit, and by the by the by the time you get to this, you're so in love with this movie, it doesn't really matter. Mm. But they don't really do anything to triumph at the end. It's, no, it's a it's a real kind of uh, shrug. I guess, across the streams. I guess we'll do the thing that we weren't supposed to do. Cross the streams, which is which is kind of something that's something that's it's, it's set up, set up kind of earlier on in that and that's in the hotel sequence it's with the end of the world they set it up and then they pay it off at the end
0: yeah would the end of the world have happened if the ghostbusters had never become ghostbusters jeez (laughs) <laughs> they're like are they are they are,
1: are they are, i thought you were going to ask me what happens on the next day
0: no i'm going to get to that <laughs> <laughs> i know what happens on the next day ghostbusters 2 happens on the next day and it's not good um but are they the architects of their own doom in ghostbusters one because if they didn't have that if they hadn't captured all those ghosts and yeah, um, it's the, the releasing of the ghosts is definitely a trigger. Trigger for something. So if they hadn't have concentrated all of those ghosts in one place, would the end of the world have happened?
1: But if they hadn't set up their business, Venkman would never meet Dana. They would never have been in a position to have Lewis delivered to them. Mm. So presumably that...
0: Because he, that, goes, he cause goes... That was, that was coming... Right. Yeah, he goes straight back to Dana. Like, once he's released, once he escapes from the, from the GBHQ, he, he's right back to the apartment building. And he's he's knocking on the door. Where they presumably... Where, where she asks, are you the gatekeeper and, and I'm the key master? Um, and they, they presumably have sex? Um, because... It's, it's implied. It's strongly implied because... He asks... uh, At the end of the film, when they've been released from the the demon dogs, um, he asks her, did we? And she just shoots him down. She's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. Which makes me wonder about the next film, because she's... Oh, no, the timeline's too short.
1: They they have a very passionate embrace. She she swoops him... Com- yeah, comically she, comically she, comically she, she dips him next shot you see of them she is he's lying back spent <laughs> she's kind of getting up languidly <laughs> they totally done it
0: <gasps> they, did, they went to bone town <laughs> I just love it at the end <laughs> did we no <laughs> Oh my God! there's So many things that are so great about this film.
1: Yeah. Do you know? And, and what I think when I when I watch it again. So I think when I watched it, when I watched the ending on its own, I think that's that's the that's the worst part of the film. But but you're you're carried there so much, and you're so in love with these characters when you watch the whole thing. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. And I th- and so they've obviously nailed Egon Ray and Peter as a as a trio, as the three as these three musketeers and ha- they each have their own um idiosyncrasies. They're well, the, all well, defined that, that, characters. Yeah, they're they're, they're all... wonderfully defined characters. They they balance each other perfectly. You talked about Egon being the one who is and, and that and that and there are lines where they actually they actually explain what they're about. So Egon says and it's it's within about three minutes of screen time they each have a line where they, they explain exactly what they're what they're about. Where Egon says, "I'm always serious." Yeah. Um, and and uh, Ray is Ray is agonising about about what it's gonna, the impact that it's going to have on their um, you know their uh, academic careers. Yeah. And, and Peter says to him, "You're always concerned with your reputation." So he has this—he has this enthusiasm that he brings, and he's worried. Yeah. He's worried. He doesn't—he doesn't care about the, you know, he, he cares about the impact on 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 him because he—that's what's most important to him—is his enthusiasm for what they are doing. Um, and um, Venkman, when when they're getting chastised by the dean, the dean <laughs> he gives them this harrowing critique, and he ends it with, "You." are a poor scientist (laughs) yeah but the kids love us (laughs) and that's 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 what but and that's what you need to know about about Venkman he's 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 not he's not great at his job (laughs) he's
0: like a game show host. he's described
1: exactly she says Dana describes him as she says you don't act like a scientist you're more like a game Game show show host." host yeah so he's he's the charm yeah
0: well, that's the you got the heart, body, and the soul. Yeah,
1: heart, heart, body, and soul, and and so raise the heart. Well, heart, not mind, quite, and not, soul. Heart, mind, and soul. Egon's yeah. the mind, and raise the heart, and Peter's the, the soul. soul. Yeah. What does that
0: make Winston? The body. I don't
1: know. I don't know. He doesn't fit in this uh, analogy. No. <laughs> and 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 I know, at, at the end, uh, towards the end, when they're gathering in front of the building. Peter, he he does a quick kind of nod to the crowd, and he actually grabs Ray and introduces him, and says, "This is Ray. He's the heart of the Ghostbusters." Yeah, that's
0: right. Yeah, he's 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 playing so the game show host. Yeah, Rob. he has a,
1: he has, a he has a direct line where he, he, he acknowledges Ray as the heart. Yeah, um, yeah. Egon, obviously the brain, and Peter the Peter the soul. The yeah, charm. yeah, yeah. He's, he's the one you fall in love with. Yeah, it's such a great script. It's such a such a great script, and those those three characters are so well defined. And they are, they're all perfectly cast where Harold Rames is perfect, perfect, perfectly serious. As he gone. Bill Murray, perfectly charming. And, um, Dan Aykroyd, um, as, as this kind of lovable chubby, um, oh, um, puppy dog.
0: (laughs) Puppy dog. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's amazing. They're all so good. They're all
0: so amazing. Yeah. Um, and I love, I, I love, um, it's. He does it a lot. That's the Dan Aykroyd explanation with pseudoscience. Like, I don't know if you, you've seen Dan Aykroyd much out of film, but he's, a, he's an out there guy. Um, okay. Yeah, he, he loves his blues. He loves his vodka. He loves his pseudoscience. And right. um, he, he's really out there with some of his stuff. He, he believes a lot of what this film is about. right? Like, right. Yeah, And um, but he, he does the Dan Aykroyd list. Where he he'll he'll go on and give a Dan Aykroyd explanation about something, you know, proceed forthwith to the nearest um, parallel dimension to, to your convenience. He does that. He does that a couple of times. It's a reoccurring thing for him in film. I love that. He, th- this is like one of only two films where Dan Aykroyd is objectively good in the film. And this and Mrs. Driving Miss Daisy um, mm. and like everything else, and the Blues Brothers, uh, everything else in Dan Aykroyd's library, you can you can almost just shunt away um man you're I'm being you're vicious a, <laughs> you're really
1: <laughs> chopping, I'm a
0: madman. chopping stop me now. chopping um,
1: down chopping down some Dan some, Aykroyd some um, well loved well loved I mean Conehead. have
0: you have you watched Coneheads <laughs> at all ever that's a tough watch no um, I haven't watched my stepmother that. is an alien maybe we with Kim Basinger maybe we that's, should do Coneheads that's a hard watch um with Dan Aykroyd um yeah Winston Zedmore, uh, i freaking love um uh Winston Zedmore. i've said his name a dozen times in this podcast already and now yeah. it's immediately escaped me yeah um but he is he is amazing in this um and he's the best thing have you seen the movie congo which is a movie yeah. we should do he's the best thing about that movie except for um bruce campbell who dies in the first five minutes um, a Bruce, I didn't realise Bruce Campbell yeah Bruce Campbell's in it um, he dies he's the boyfriend that um, I
1: remember really liking Congo but I saw it when I was quite young Ernie Hudson as well the name I'm, who I can't, I can't get he's the best thing about that I hope he brought lots of money
0: uh, <laughs> he's so good um, but yeah it's just a shame Like, well it's not a shame this movie is amazing um, and it's, it's it's hard to it's hard to um, under under Estimate? No, it's hard to undersell, um, uh, or it's hard to oversell. I should say, the importance this film has had culturally and um, and um, on the entertainment landscape. Everyone has tried to make this movie again. Yeah, and, yeah,
1: and it was it was such a zeitgeist movie, right? And the song, the song played. Yeah,
0: yeah. We were talking about this in, in, a, in another podcast we did recently about how it's the '80s. You had to have. The soundtrack to go with it yeah um this toys toys oh they didn't get the toys because they funnily enough they weren't making this movie for kids they were making this movie for adults and um the toys came when they released the tv show in the in 86 uh, that's when you got right. the
1: toys so that must yeah because i would i would have seen this in the late 80s right so the I toys would
0: have been, been around yeah. yeah so they did the cartoon the real ghostbusters and the Eighty six, okay. uh, which is actually really quite good as well it's quite scary um and that's when the toys come into it but yeah so they had them they had plenty of merchandising like that ghostbuster logo was on everything yeah. um and it had it had book tie-in um it was the advent of video games it was on yeah. video game consoles um, yeah. it was on home computers um that soundtrack was monster that ray parker jr song the Ghostbuster song that was monster. He ended up getting sued by Huey Lewis because it sounds too much like "I Need a New Drug," hmm. um, and it did. And they settled out of court. Um, yeah. But yeah, you listen to those two back to back. Someone ripped someone off. Really? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. But this this movie was was killer, and it's it sparked a. Um, it's now that logo is 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 immediately identifiable. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's one hundred percent um yeah gosh this movie is everything um and it's amazing all right before we start rambling anything more should we wrap it up i think we should wrap it up this this movie is 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 greatness yeah
1: there's 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 some little tweaks you could do there's some modernizations you could bring to it you you read it read it in the context of the time definitely a product Um, of the 80s yeah you accept you accept a few issues and you accept a few issues just because it's so
0: and it stands up so adorable. well. There's
1: there's a couple of effect
0: shots that don't work so well now. Some of the matte stuff. Yeah. Um. But like that whole uh, Stay Puft walking down the street. Um. That's all miniature with a guy in a suit. Yeah. And um. The the the, the fire hydrant exploding with which is salt or fine yeah. grain sand. Not because water and fire don't miniaturize well, but everything else does. Yeah. That that's an amazing practical effect. With a guy in a suit. Um, do, you
1: reckon, do you reckon Stay Puft could have run amok more? Could he, I think I would have liked to have, have seen some more,
0: damage? More, more, more Stay Puff damage. Because they go from Stay Puft turning up to Stay Puft claiming the building really quickly. And I think if that movie had come out 10 years later, um, there would have been a whole sequence of him destroying downtown. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: they don't do it here. They he, just go he, straight he to... He doesn't really... I mean, he's not supposed to be scary. He's supposed to be comical. But... You, you don't get the sense that he's going to kick your ass until he starts climbing the building.
0: And yeah, they set yeah. fire to him. They almost do more damage um, by setting them on fire than they do by themselves. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I yeah just feel like he could have he could have been a, a bit more effective if he had if he fucked some shit up. <laughs>
0: he does step on a church
1: oh that's yep that's true
0: no one steps on a church in my town <laughs>
1: <laughs> New York City city of city of love. he's a sailor city he's of... in town
0: <laughs> <laughs> we get this guy laid we haven't got any problems <laughs> oh my god uh, um um Fun fact, my email signature or my personal email address for a really long time has been, um, okay, that's bad. Thanks, Egon. and i i frequently am known to quote um uh, i'm frequently known to quote peter bankman when i go um when when i'm getting involved in some elaborate scheme or or plot or ploy and i'm not particularly keen to be involved in i'll go this is a great plan (laughs) i'm enthusiastic about this plan i'm proud to be a part of it
1: You you also drop cats and dogs living together at uh, every opportunity. <laughs> well. Whenever there's an argument, <laughs> cats and dogs living together. <laughs> ah,
0: I love this movie. <laughs> yeah, I drop that at every given opportunity. Okay, well,
1: let's wrap this up. Okay. So you can find us on Twitter
0: at uh, Virging on
1: Greatness NZ. Yeah, uh, we're on Facebook as well. Uh, at we'd at love on to. Yeah. We'd love to. Um, hear, from hear you. what what are the movies you think we should or, we yeah. should do this for what are the movies do you think are verging on greatness or potentially wallowing and yeah. mediocrity? or just to tell us how wrong we are you could do that yeah you could do that we'd love to hear from you um yeah. thanks for listening uh like us like, like and us. subscribe and uh that'll be
0: me saying, goodnight. Be saying goodnight
1: good night you saying good night as well
0: and good night to you